Welcome to A Better Way of Being. I'm Ashane, soul healer, well-being practitioner and founder of the Quadusius Healing System. Here we will lift the veil on spiritual practices, complementary therapies and healing modalities to highlight the role that they can play in overall body, mind and soul well-being. There will be awesome interviews and discussions with healers, complementary therapists and inspiring souls. You will discover practices to explore and you'll be able to regularly enjoy guided meditations, sound journeys and so much more. A Better Way of Being will open up pathways for you to consider when exploring avenues to complete and whole health. A Better Way of Being disclaimer, the host and guest fully support and recommend the continued use of your medical professionals and let them know all that you are doing towards a better way of being for yourself. Hello listeners and welcome again to Let's Chat, one of a many an episode where we have a guest speaker sharing their amazing journey towards a better way of being through a teaching, a practice or from a passion of helping others be it mainstream or complementary healing practices. Today we will be chatting with Lisa Alexander, sound therapist, cacao ceremonialist, healer and founder of Come As You Are Yoga. I first met Lisa a few years ago now at a retreat being held in the Flinders Ranges in South Australia. Lisa was running one of her beautiful yoga retreats and I was asked to give a talk on some spiritual practices and sound healing. And over the years our paths have joined at a few retreats and I must say it has always been an amazing experience. I got to sit in or participate in one of Lisa's yin yoga sessions and I love, love, love the yin yoga that Lisa teaches. Lisa now lives in Esperance, Western Australia and has had such an interesting journey and has really worked the magic and turned her life around from being, as in Lisa's own words, a burnt out commercial lawyer who herself used yoga and meditation to help deal with stress to now being a teacher and great healer for others. Trained in vinyasa, yin and prenatal yoga, as well as Reiki, sound healing, and the sacred shamanic cacao ceremony. Lisa now shares her passion to help people connect to their true nature and help them build a healthier internal landscape, building health and well-being from the inside out. How awesome does that sound? I love the practice of healing from within. So let's join the conversation here. Let's chat with Lisa Alexander. Hi, Lisa, and welcome to the Better Way of Being podcast. It is wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Sharon. It's just such an honour. Awesome, awesome. What an amazing combination of body, mind and soul modalities and practices that you've got up your sleeve and experiencing can you share with listeners your story or or your journey Uh, um, we'd love to hear how it all unfolded for you and led you to be doing what you're doing now I'd be happy to so I think it really started about seven or eight years ago and I was working as a commercial lawyer and 
working very uh, long hours in a really high stressful environment and um, what happened was basically I wasn't fulfilling my soul's purpose and at the same time I was working lots of hours and not looking after myself so you may have heard that saying that when a universe when the universe wants to send you a message it will tickle you with a feather metaphorically Um, if you don't pay attention to those signs then metaphorically it will throw a brick at you Um, if you don't pay attention to the brick then metaphorically you'll be hit by a truck so there were lots of uh, signs the universe kept trying to send me to say uh, what you're doing isn't right you're not on your you know you're not fulfilling your journey you're not on your right path and you're not looking after yourself I know I ignored the feather I ignored the brick and eventually I got hit by a truck metaphorically yeah, um, yes. I had, ended up having a big breakdown oh, <laughs> I ended up yes. having a really big breakdown at um at work and um it was a it was a wonderful wake-up call for me because uh, physically I I wouldn't have been able to go on um and mentally and emotionally as well I was really struggling so it was a massive wake-up call and from that moment onwards, I decided I need to make some big changes. And I just made them, I still stayed in the commercial world for a few years. I changed roles and um, I moved into a different role that was a, a bit less hours and a little bit less stress. And at the same time, I, I have reunited with my yoga practice, which I had let slip for about 10 years because I was just too busy for yoga yes. and meditation. Um, so I reconnected with that. And after about two years of still staying in the commercial field, but doing yoga and meditation daily, I realized that it just wasn't right for me. And actually what happened was I went to Peru with my husband and I went to South America and I just got really sick. I just, every time we went away on holidays, I just got a really bad cold. And I came back from the holiday thinking, what's the point of this? You know, I work so hard. And as soon as I get a chance to relax, I just get sick. And I was the sickest I've ever been. And I remember especially being in Peru in the high altitude and not being able to enjoy any of it and not being able to connect to all the beautiful um, magic and medicine that that land has to offer. And I came back and within a week I just thought, no, we're quitting. And I, there was a, like a seed that was planted for me in Peru. Yes. And as soon as I made that decision that we're quitting, a role came up for my husband in South Australia and the studio that I was practicing yoga at announced they were going to do teacher training. So I just thought, yep, that's it. I'm quitting. I'm going to become a yoga teacher. We're moving awesome. to South Australia. And it just happened really quick like that. And it was a, an instant yes, a strong yes. There was no doubts or hesitations. It was just a strong yes. So, yeah, so that's how I moved from commercial world into yoga. And I found that yoga was a really beautiful way to just help me um, reconnect to myself and heal and also to just see things more clearly to to really get a good understanding on what is right and wrong for me how to look after myself and also how to reconnect to the path and basically my soul's journey what I was sent here to do so I taught yoga full-time for about five years and then we along the the way we moved to Victoria and I had my my son in Victoria my first child and um, having him brought up a lot of stuff within me because it was a very challenging um, experience uh, like motherhood is. But okay, yes. uh, for me, I found it really challenging because it uh, triggered me in lots of ways. I had buried lots of things um, from my childhood and my own insecurities, my own worries and fears. So it brought all that to the surface. And uh, when this was being brought to the surface, a friend of mine said, oh, I just went and had an amazing Reiki session, this beautiful woman. And it was just an instant 
yes for me you know I have to go I have to have that session (laughs) yeah Yeah, it was just an instant yes and you know because I'd I'd met you many years ago and you'd you were offering Reiki and it wasn't something that even came you know it wasn't even something that I was considering but it was just an instant yes I knew I needed that in my life at that stage and I ended up having such beautiful um healing experiences with uh, with these Reiki sessions it helped me to heal so much and I find for me when something helps me to heal then I become really passionate about it and then I then want to um, learn and then be able to offer that to my friends and family to be able to offer that to them as well so then I I did my Reiki yeah I did my Reiki one and two uh, while I was in Victoria and then we moved back to Western Australia where I'm originally from and I just after having my daughter my second child and this more things started to pop up you know I uh, sound healing was something that I was getting a lot of healing benefits from uh, basically ever since I met you in South Australia I think that was my first sound healing experiences yeah I I got the bug after that and um, in Victoria there's a beautiful healer there that I had beautiful experiences with so the opportunity arose to study sound healing and also uh, the opportunity to study cacao shamanic cacao ceremony training as well arose and when these things just came into my life it was just an instant like yes yes because it helped heal me so much and then I wanted to learn as much as I could so that I could help offer that to my community and family as well. So that's sort of how I've been led to where I am now. Wow, how, what an f- amazing journey. And those yes moments, you've, and I can totally understand how you get, you get caught up on that conveyor belt of rush, rush, mainstream, this is what we're doing. You went away on holidays, finally the body was able to relax, but because of that, because of all the stress and the toxins that were in you, you became sick. Yes. They became flat. Exactly. Out. Yes. But yeah, you yeah. And wow, each time yeah. you've had that that moment, um, something's come, hasn't it? It's been fantastic yes. that you can go on and, and yeah. now you are. You're just offering so many wonderful opportunities to share what you've learned. And it's I don't know about you, but you it must be by the way you you've just spoken and told us your stories that if something has worked so well for yourself, you're coming from a different angle, aren't you? Because you've experienced it and you've got a really deep passion and belief and not that you need to sell it, but you just know, you just know it's going to work. Yeah. Just just amazing. And I I mentioned, because I really like this, I mentioned earlier in the the beginning how when we did meet, I, I came along to some of your retreats and participated in some of your yin yoga sessions and I just fell in love with the yin yoga. Could you talk a bit about uh, yin yoga for our listeners? Uh, perhaps what yes. it is, uh, how does it differ, mm-hmm. from other, differ from other yoga practices and maybe what are the benefits? Yeah, I'd love to. So with yin yoga, it's a really slow, gentle style of yoga um, as the name suggests, it's yin rather than yang. Yang's more strong and powerful, um, whereas yin's more calming and flowing. So the yin yoga, there's uh, basically most of the poses you're sitting or laying down on the ground and you have a lot of props around you to help support your body. So you've got bolsters and pillows and blocks and blankets, everything to make yourself feel comfortable. And you hold a pose in a really gentle way for about three minutes So when I say gentle, you hold it at no more than 80% of where you could really push yourself. So you don't want to be using any muscle strength or really overstretching yourself. And you hold it gently because when you do that, it helps 
not just your muscles to stretch, but it also targets your connective tissues, which is all the um, tendons and ligaments and the fascia, which is sort of like white spider webby looking stuff that surrounds all our muscles and um, organs. So it helps to stretch those, um, the connective tissues. And the connective tissues respond well to long-held, gentle stretching. Whereas oh. muscles, you can, you know, do short and quick and strong. Whereas yeah. connective tissues, they, they, they need slow, hold it for a long time and don't do it too strong. Just hold back, do it gently. So one of the other benefits is they also help to, the poses also help to stimulate the meridian lines throughout your body. So um, for anyone that doesn't know, meridian lines, sort of like the chakras, energy uh, uh, channels that run through your body. And a lot of them uh, run through or link up to the major organs in our body as well. So right. when the energy is um, blocked or disrupted through these meridian lines, it can impact all those organs. So yeah. a lot of the poses, you're either compressing them or stretching them and just helping the, the, the flow of energy through those meridian lines. Okay. Well, that makes a lot mm. of sense. And would that induce perhaps a detox people yeah it could I've had people say after um they had to pee lots or they had really dark pee I'm glad you said that because to me <laughs> yeah because um yeah a lot of them stimulate the the kidney um meridian lines so yeah things like that my auntie said the same thing yeah something like that so it definitely will help to release the energy or whatever's um blocking the flow of energy in in that through those meridian lines definitely yes yeah and i i will admit the, the very first time um that i did i think i don't know what the poses were but just the first two i thought you know oh we, I was, how long do i have to be in this one for but yeah <laughs> you know but afterwards the body just felt amazing it yeah, really did. that's that, good to hear yeah that, it sold me Yin yoga. That's Absolutely. great. Well, actually, one of the other benefits to yin yoga is because it's so slow and you're, you know, you're sitting or laying on the mat holding this pose for at least three minutes. It means you've got no distractions. So your mind, usually your 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 mind will take that as an excuse to start getting really busy and making a lot of noise because your body's not making a lot of noise. You've got no distractions. So then all the stories and the dramas will start coming up and like yelling really loudly at you. But then it's a beautiful opportunity for you to observe and witness those stories and those dramas and those thoughts. Just let them go. So it's a beautiful opening to meditate in. Whereas I find with um, vinyasa yoga, the really fast-paced aerobic style, my brain's so busy thinking about put your right arm here, breathe in here, left leg there, breathe out there. So I, I find that that's a moving meditation because all the instructions are blocking the thoughts. Yes. So then I get a break from the thoughts. But the yin, the yin yoga is a, um, you don't have that constant instructions to focus on. You've just got a lot of space. So then all those dramas and stories arise and then that's your opportunity to witness and let go. So meditate in a different way. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say, because you guide that when you, you lead your classes, you're actually telling us to... You, you, get, you get this this mind chatter, please release and let go. And yeah. I did find dropping into a numbness, which was just like an emptiness, which is yeah, just great. beautiful with the with the yin yoga. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. 
you did mention that you've gone and um, and now offering the sacred shamanic cacao ceremonies. Yeah, I, I've I've had a little taste of and experience with the the ceremonies, but not a lot. And it's it's something I would like to know a bit more about. What would someone expect if they were to come along to a ceremony with you? Well, I suppose um, just in general, uh, a ceremony, well, they can differ, depends on who the facilitator is and what their passions and um, what their offerings are. But I suppose in general, uh, a shamanic cacao ceremony, well, a cacao ceremony is a shamanic style of traditional ceremony that ind Indigenous cultures have been practising for many, many years, mainly in South America. So in very Western terms, it's a very special type of traditional meditation in which you work shamanically and you which means that you work with the energies of the seen and unseen worlds so you work with the energies of the elements the earth the sun the moon in the tradition that i've been taught through we also work with mountain spirits animal spirits as well so what you'll find in pretty much all styles all shamanic cacao ceremonies will open with an open prayer and basically that's where the facilitator will call in the directions and in each direction there will be maybe an animal spirit. Uh, for me, there's a mountain spirit and an element. And then after that, we also call in uh, Mother Earth, uh, Father Sun, Grandmother Moon. So we're calling in all these beautiful energies to help facilitate the processes that we're going to go through in the ceremony. So they're all very supportive and nurturing energies that we call in. Yeah. And then what happens after that opening prayer can, is up to the facilitator. So some facilitators, they like to do a yoga class. Some will do sound healing. Some will do extra meditation. So because I'm a sound healing therapist, I will follow um, the opening prayer with a sound healing session. But other people will just do more meditation or yoga or, do, or um, a static dance, just something to help move the energy and help somebody basically work through the healing process whatever their process needs to be in that ceremony and then after at the end it should always finish with a closing prayer where the facilitator will thank all those those spiritual beings that we've called in thank them send them back to their corners of the earth so they're not hanging around which is very important because you know oh, some absolutely. people um may call in the energies of a jaguar say so for me in the direction of the west i call in the energy of the wolf and the wolf you know, has the ability to tear you apart, but also has the ability to really see in the dark and see into your shadows, um, which is a beautiful energy and spirit that you want working with you in the ceremony. But you may not want that following you around. Oh, goodness, that would be exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it depends on what sort of process you're after. But, yeah, in, in, a, in a public group ceremony, yeah, the facilitator should always at the end close, have a closing prayer so all those energies and spirits are thanked and sent back. And I'm sorry, and I should have mentioned the most important part, we drink cacao. Yeah. Uh, at, <laughs> I was going to ask, when do we drink? <laughs> yeah, where does the cacao come from? So what I just explained um, yeah. is an opening and closing prayer, a shamanic style of um, ceremony, which is used in all through lots of different Indigenous cultures, including yes. Australian Indigenous cultures. But where uh, in South America in particular, they use the plant medicine of cacao. And, um, you know, cacao is really easily accessible in health food shops and even in the major um, supermarket chains but if it is produced treated and prepared and drunk in a very special way with intention um, and ethically yeah. then it 
has been known to be a very powerful plant medicine and it's known as the medicine of the heart because it has the ability to really energetically crack your heart right open, basically gets you out of your head, gets shuts the ego off and instead opens the heart and then you start experiencing yourself for who you really are, the truth of who you really are, which is more of a heart-led person, love based person rather than ego and fear-based person so that's energetically the medicine of cacao but also um nutritionally it has a lot of components in it which our body turns uses to turn into um, all the feel-good chemicals like serotonin anandamide there's another one called pea i can't pronounce it's like phenylephaline okay Um, yeah there's a lot of And there's a few, there's another one, like, yeah, all the love bliss chemicals. So you drink that and if you do it with intention in the right setting, then your body turns it into all those feel-good chemicals. So physically you feel your heart just expanding as well. So it works physically and energetically as well. So it's using these ceremonies to help lead you through a process where you do just crack your heart right open and then really connect to the true essence of who you are, which, as I said, is really... a you know, we are love, but we tend to uh, be led by fear and ego, but that's not our true selves. Our true no. selves is really a heart and love-based person. Absolutely, absolutely. And for listeners that may not have um, experienced or heard of such a, a ceremony, uh, it sounds so, so powerful. Uh, what do you sort of say to people after I guess the closing ceremony, how to look after themselves? Mm. Do you say go and do another one tomorrow, yeah. or you know what's your? <laughs> you know? It's uh, I just say to them that you know d- definitely look after themselves. Yes. If they they may feel tired for maybe three days to a week after, lots of water because you know our water holds a lot of memory in our bodies and also helps to detox out not just the physical impurities that our body wants to release but also emotional and um, energetic as well yes and so drink a lot of water uh, bare feet on the earth lean up against the tree hug a tree as much time in nature as you can salt baths um, and I do say to them if anything does arise it just doesn't feel right to them just to connect back with me and I'm happy to support them But usually in a group setting, I don't take people really, really deep. It's really up to their audience, always up to their higher self, how deeply they want to go. But I am always mindful in a group setting that it doesn't go so, so deeply that they would need to have a lot of follow-up support. Oh, that's that's very most Yeah, yeah, most people just um, give me feedback uh, like one or two weeks later just saying, oh, they um, all of a sudden have this clarity on a certain issue that was really bugging them or maybe they didn't even know it was an issue and all of a sudden they realised that there was a big roadblock in their life and they've got clarity over how to overcome that or they're now able to make a clear decision on a topic that they were debating about. Um, So most of the time that's the feedback I get that it's more clarity. I think they just really connect back to their, their intuition, their higher self, and they're able to then listen and perceive the messages that, their guides are trying to tell them exactly. it just okay. opens them up to that those messages awesome and a real return to soul by the sounds of it i mean yeah. like i said the opening up that heart space where we tend to drop it out of so many times along the, our lifetime yeah. yes do exactly you, do you do them outside or inside or combination of both 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 yeah. yeah so um in the summer here i as much as possible try to do them outside in my garden 
but if the weather's not you know working yeah. in our favor then I'll, I'll do them inside yeah awesome awesome wonderful and you said that as a part of um or that ceremony but I'm, sh I'm sure you do it outside of the cacao ceremony is your sound healing so yeah that's right about the sound healing what do you do oh well I am um, very fortunate that with COVID all these beautiful courses were put online for us to make them more accessible for people yes. to do which helps me a lot because mom I'm a mom of two young children and I live in Esperance Western Australia which is seven hours from Perth so it's very yeah. hard for me to attend courses in person and just at the right timing uh, these courses became offered online and they're the same ones that a dear friend and mentor of mine had studied through as well and um, she's a wonderful sound healer in Victoria so I knew that they were good quality so I did my level one and then went on to do my level two and the level two enables me to do one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients but then also in a group setting as well working on all levels of, of our being so the physical the mental the emotional and spiritual and soul level yes. and just really working through I suppose the way I like to put it is I use the instruments firstly to help people drop into a deep meditative state so dropping down slowing down the brain waves into that alpha theta zone and then once they're in that deep meditative state um, their ego shut off that thinking mind and all the stories and the noise is goes more quiet and and then when that's more quiet then there's less resistance to whatever healing or change or clarity it is that they need and then I work with the instruments also there's different combinations of instruments that are being shown to help uh, calm the nervous system or help people become more creative help people release uh, work through trauma so I'll work through different combinations depending on what the client needs yeah. and sometimes it's on the body off the body so if people have maybe sore back or a blocked uh, solar plexus chakra I'll also work on the body to help release that as well and usually before the session we, we talk about intention you know what they would like to get from the session so then we can help plant those seeds in the beginning and then when they drop into that deep meditative state without even actively thinking or trying to figure out how to make that intention come true it just all happens naturally because the resistance is out of the way yes beautiful mm. i just absolutely love 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 sound healing what are the, the instruments or the tools that you use in your sound healing yeah so i mainly um in a one-on-one -on -one session i usually work with the crystal bowls and tibetan bowls uh the koshi chimes rain stick tuning forks and sometimes my shamanic medicine drum as well and then if I'm doing a group setting, I'll add a bit more bits and pieces. Yeah. So I use a hand pan drum. Oh, um, I've got a really beautiful Native American flute that I had made for me recently. Oh, there's oh, a few. Wow. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. And there's only so, one of you playing you know, all these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, in the one-on-one, -on -one, you sort of target more um, specific things for the client's needs. So I don't need all those instruments. I just use the ones that have going to work for the client's needs yes. but in a group setting it's more just broadly I focus on um emotional and mental well-being relaxing the nervous system and some gentle healing so not going too deep you know into no. trauma or things no, like that in no. group sessions no it's oh, beautiful how supportive yes. and and you would need to have them all because you've got a range of different people there 
so they yeah yeah that's awesome to be able to offer that absolutely and lisa the the better way of being podcast is about shedding light on complementary practices and those perhaps considered more spiritual um, and energetic than mainstream practices and we've heard that a part of this story that you were caught up in stress of working in in as the lawyer uh, and in your in your words you got burnt out and that has led you down this beautiful amazing um path where you, you kept getting those yeses all along the way so you got your yoga your meditation and all these other ceremonies that you're now doing yeah can you share with the listeners bearing that in mind why you've actually seen these complementary or non-mainstream approaches really help towards well-being yeah well I suppose for me uh it's helped me to to see more clearly what is right and wrong for me so there's so much I could say but for me it's just helped me yeah come back to my true self so who I really am um my true nature living and speaking my truth and just trying to be as authentic as I can and be the best possible version as I can yes person version of person that I can so it's helped me just basically see clearly but also work through a lot of um, trauma that I was holding from childhood and just just instead of me just when I started yoga you know it made me just acknowledge these things and acknowledge the fact that I had an ego and that I was led by my ego most of the time but then with each other different um, uh, modality that I picked up it took me deeper and deeper to realize oh actually there's heaps of these um, emotional scars hidden yes. in all these different parts of me and different shadows that try to lurk like you know darknesses that try to lurk in the shadows and the more that I'm not aware of these shadows and darknesses the more they control me so with all these um the sound healing and may I suppose mainly the raking cacao yes. really brought these shadows up to, yeah. up and made me realize how they were controlling me and now that I've worked through them and processed them I'm in control of them and yeah. I don't get triggered so much so that's how all these things have helped me Yes. And I think for um, the community, the way I really want to try to help my community is just helping to give them a safe space um, to hold space for them to work through whatever they need to work through. Sometimes they just need to relax. Yes. Sometimes um, they're going through really heavy processes themselves and they need some support through that. Whatever it is, I just want to be there to support my community to help them become as healthy and happy as they can on the inside. Yes. And because once they do that, then that floods onto the rest of the community as well, because we're just all interconnected. So yes, we are. Just I just really want to be able to hold that space for people to be able to come and heal or take on whatever they need to be able to internally become as healthy and happy as they can. Yes, yes. And it's so right that we can go to mainstream and we need to continue to do so. Don't get me wrong there to work on the medical, physical side of things, but there's so much more going on that has created an illness or created the disease. It's yeah. like the, the emotional, the, the soul, the spirit. It's there, it's energy. And oh, myself, over the practices, seeing that working on the whole picture, body, mind and soul, yeah, is just such a deeper way of living and if you work on the emotions that may be causing the high blood pressure or causing the sugar issues, if you work on those type mm. of emotional things, you can reduce 
their physical experiences. So they do work so, so amazingly together. And you've certainly got yeah. a huge offering there to cover anything from the shadow side through to the emotions. It's just beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And well, you've mentioned you're in Esperance. So how can listeners connect with you? Do you have website, Facebook? Yeah, yes. I do. I've got so I've got my website, which is lisa-alexander.com.au. Uh, uh, Facebook page is uh, Lisa Alexander Dash Yoga and Sound Healing. Um, I do have online yoga and meditation as well, which is um, the yoga brand that I work under is Core Yoga. So that's spelled C A U R. And basically that's um, this, those letters stand for come as you are because I really want people to feel comfortable to know that you can look anyway, you can have any amount of injuries, you can be unflexible, um, you can be any age, any gender, you just come as you are to the mat and you just be yourself and that's so perfect. There's no, um, yoga doesn't discriminate, it's our no. egos and <laughs> all the, those um stresses that we put on ourselves that yes. make us think that we've got to look and act and be a certain way to, to do yoga but that's not the case at all no excellent and i will actually for listeners who is probably madly trying to write all that down i will put your contact details um, in the description of this episode on the podcast so they can um, please listeners just go and have a look at that um the, the, the writing that i've got at the, the intro so that you can contact lisa and it has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for, for coming on to the A Better Way of Being podcast, sharing your story, letting us be a part of that journey um, and listening to everything that you do. I really wish you all the best for the continual unfolding and um, the more the, the other yes moments that, that are probably going to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to those. I am. Um, well, thank you so much, Sharon. It's been such an honour and thank you so much for providing this platform for people to, yeah, just to, to be able to share information and connect with like-minded people. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Sharon. Hi, listeners. Wasn't that a fantastic story to listen to with Lisa Alexander telling us about how she went from a burnt-out commercial lawyer listen to her body when it was starting to tell her and give her signs that things needed to change and now to have these beautiful amazing spiritual and healing practices to offer which she has experienced herself and has turned her life around and another interesting part of that story that we heard is listening to the yes moments and when we listen to the yes moments of life what our body is telling us magic happens it's like the the world is your oyster. Life opens up. Many opportunities are presented. Thank you so, so much for joining me here. And remember, listeners, the contact details for Lisa I have written in the, in the description of this episode. So please take a look there if you wish to get in contact with Lisa. And until next time in our next Let's Chat, Soul Blessings. you for listening to a better way of being to learn more please visit my website hibiscusdreaming.com 
and join me on both my Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search Ashane. I would love to see you in my community of well-being and together we can celebrate the soul, celebrate life and your important role here on the earth plane. Soul blessings and remember, you are amazing.